Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. One thing we have to keep in mind is that, and we talked about it on the show, but at the same time, it comes from two different points. Then all of a sudden, you want to say, oh, what you know I think for me, I don't know if I can speak for everybody else. This is Dead in Sports. This is the place where sports opinions collide. Dead in Sports. I'm your host, Kenneth B. Inch. Joining me on the show, we got Nikki Ducey. What's going on, a.k.a. Julius Randle for MVP. Let's go, baby. Oh, <laughs> Uh, FIFO 24-7. What it do? And Shelton J, who's going to pop up any second now until I switch the gallery. What's happening, man? What's going on? Chilling, bro. Uh, uh, no, no, uh, Scully today? I was about to say, out of all the days, <laughs> this is the coldest day in Georgia since 1928, and you were to fit it. Man, I, I switch it up sometimes, man, sometimes. Today was the day. So anyway, before we get started, make uh, everybody like the channel, subscribe to the channel. And if you're watching us on Twitch, because we simulcast on Twitch, by the way, um, and if you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can subscribe to the Twitch channel at no cost. So become a subscriber to the Twitch channel. So anyway, uh, let's go to get started, man. All right. Um, first things first, uh, Damn, I didn't want to sound like J. Cole, but first things first, R.I.P. to Vincent Jackson. That was uh wow. that was random at 38 too. Um yeah, he, he passed. They they haven't they haven't got uh full details yet, but he died in a hotel room, I believe he was staying at. You talking about the yeah. wide receiver? The wide receiver? The yes, yeah, yeah. Who, who played for the Bucks for five years? Yeah, Vincent Jackson. He he died. Wow. Yeah, that was it was his family didn't even know what was going on. They reported him missing. And then they found out what happened as far as his body. So, wow. That yeah. is nuts. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Man. It's crazy. But yeah, shout out uh, RIP to him and prayers and uh, thoughts to his family. We had some crazy times, man. It's, it's just crazy right now. In general, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's all sports. And everything. Um... Since we're going to do some NBA uh, conversations, and then we're also going to do our top five, uh, what is it? Underrated. Underrated t- uh, players in the, currently in the NBA. Not all time, but currently. But before we get to that, the All-Star Game is going to be held in Atlanta this year. Um, not to the wishes of the mayor of Atlanta, Keisha Lance <laughs> Bottoms, because uh, she is basically saying this is a basically a television event. Fans should not come to the city to party. She didn't have any say. She don't have any say so over that. Nah, she says she's expressed her concerns to the NBA and to the Atlanta Hawks, but hmm. but but Atlanta is open for everything else. So, yeah. I think she I think she gets overruled a lot by the governor. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. So, I got you. Yeah, I if the see governor that. say it's cool, then shit. It don't matter what the mayor say. Yeah. Um, but that's just me speculating. But yeah, so the the All Star Game will be happening in Atlanta. So COVID, I don't know how that's gonna, I don't know how that's gonna work out, but we'll see. Hopefully, that doesn't affect the NBA season. 
Yeah, because it seems like things are sort of starting to kind of stabilize themselves um, in terms of the infection um, rate, players testing positive. As we're seeing less and less reports, at least it feels that way. And then you have this. So you already know what's going to happen. Yeah. So let, let's talk about um, the, the proposed changes, obviously, to an expedited All-Star weekend. Because obviously, typically, it's a three-night affair mm-hmm. where you get the uh, celebrity game, then you get the Rising Stars game, then you get the skills, three-pointed dunk contest, and then it concludes with the All-Star game. Uh, but this year, um, I don't know where they're going to put the skills challenge and the three-point contest and all of that, but I know that the dunk contest is going to be at halftime. How do y'all feel about that? At halftime of the All-Star game? Yeah. yeah. I like it. I like it, too. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it I like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really like it. And I think, that, I think that should be a format that they should keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, that would mess up the rest of the weekend then, right? Because the dunk contest is the, the, the highlight of Saturday night. But you know what? But 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 I think I think it's a co-star to the All-Star game, and I think if you combine those two, that makes that night the most powerful night. I I think in the future, you know, obviously for obvious COVID reasons, they're bunching everything together. But in the future, I think that if you did the dunk contest and the All-Star game the same night, that's powerful, and just move all of those other events to its own separate night, so you can do the celebrity game and the skills challenge and the three-point contest. And then the next night, just have um, the Rising Stars challenge. And then the, you, you finish it with the dunk contest and the All-Star game. I, I don't know. To me, that feels more powerful. I mean, I, I'm interested to see. I like experimentations. We mm-hmm. saw experimentations with the bubble. We're seeing that throughout this season. We saw it last All-Star game when they picked two captains and those players got to pick their team. Yeah. And then even the way that the All-Star game is played now, where, uh, damn, I forgot the rules. Um, wasn't it, first of all, you're playing for charity. Yeah, you're playing for charity. And yeah. then it's, it's like who wins the quarter? Yeah, it's a points race to the end or something like that. You win the quarter and they add it up and then it's a number to get to the end. It's like a Yeah, a, you're, a you're playing to number. a number. You're not playing for the time. Right. That's the, it's yeah. like the, um, what's that tournament called? It's, it's the, the million dollar tournament. That's their rules. And that's yeah. where they got that from. And it works in that tournament too. So, and it was awesome for the all-star game. Amazing. That was the best yeah, all-star because- game since back in the day when, when Jordan was around. Well, I, I think the best All-Star game since the Kobe-LeBron All-Star game when they oh, went yeah, at yeah. it at the, at, at the end of, the, of that game. But yeah, no, I definitely think that, like that format works. So I, I, I like that the fact that the NBA is very flexible um, and willing to change certain things to, you know, accommodate the new fans and things of that nature. So I really like it. I really like it. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how it turns out. Yeah, it's March 7th or the weekend of March 6th. Um, which we'll see how that goes for the city, but I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how this all-star game plays out, especially with like all the, the stars really not really fucking with <laughs> having an all-star game in general. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that plays out on the other NBA news. Uh, Draymond Green was in the news. Mm. Being being the Leroy in the room, wasn't he? (laughs) (laughs) This motherfucker was like, I got something to talk about. (laughs) Literally, he said that. Can't talk about his game right now. (laughs) So they say, you can't do what you teach. (laughs) It's a distraction. (laughs) Not being so disrespectful. (laughs) 
<laughs> he, he went to go to, he went to a nigga that don't nobody talk about. He said <laughs> the treatment of the players in the league to watch Andre Drummond <laughs> before the game, sit on the sidelines, and then go back and come out of street clothes because the team is going to trade him. That's bullshit. <laughs> you don't feel it's bullshit? I did two things can be right. Yeah. I'm just asking you. You could be a bum in the league. <laughs> you can make a good point. Ask Jared Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait, hold on. You saying Draymond's a bum in the league, bro? Draymond putting up backup point guard numbers. No, no, no. See, see, Nick, and, I, and and I'm the numbers guy, right? I'm the numbers. You know guy. what his averages are right now? I don't give a damn. <laughs> you, and you know why I don't give a damn? Apparently, he don't either. <laughs> because numbers don't always impact winning or style of play. The numbers man said numbers don't impact right. winning yeah. or the style of play. So that means not moving numbers. forward, your number shit don't really mean much. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is numbers are important, but they're not important for all players because all players aren't going to be stat mavens. They're just not. Draymond's game. Look, and I was watching because of the Kelly Oubre slander that I was getting. And y'all see, he, he don't raise that three-point percentage up. Y'all see that? He's actually scoring now. So I, I, I've been on the uh, Golden State they resurgence. Forget, not the bandwagon, but the resurgence of what Golden State could be, right? The new version of what they are with James Wiseman, the Oubre's of the world, the Wiggins, and with Steph back. So I've been watching them pretty closely. I remember watching them and I'm like, man, they're so Steph dependent. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like mm-hmm. Steph has the ball too much. Steph is trying to do too much. Even though he was putting up numbers and shit and he still looked good doing it. The moment Draymond came back onto that squad, there was like a light, a light shit, a light switch that changed. And not saying that, oh my God, Draymond's putting up amazing numbers. But what Draymond impacts to that squad, he allows Steph to play off ball. He Now there's somebody looking for Steph all the time with a high level of IQ. And because Draymond is a point forward, not only can he run a pick and roll with Steph, making Steph the, 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 the pick man, but he can run those, um, I want to say RPOs. I'm fucking thinking about Madden. Um, those dribble handoffs, the DHOs, you know what I'm saying? With other players. So Dray, Draymond isn't, it's not a numbers thing with Draymond. He He's literally the oil. He's not even a gear or anything, but he's the oil that makes that shit just run. James Wiseman gets at least six to eight points a game because of Draymond. You know what I'm saying? That's not even including the assist he gets from Steph. So Draymond is important to what they do, but the, the numbers will never show it. So you're saying Draymond is the reason why they're the eighth seed in the West? I'm saying Draymond is a big part of why they're the eighth seed in the West. Okay. That's you crazy. Know what he's the... 10th leading score on that team. He only played like (laughs) half half of the games that everybody else has played. Do you know what his part is? Just just know his part, bro. Look, 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 watch the games. Watch the game. Y'all gonna make me have to go on my Twitch <laughs> channel and watch a motherfucking game with y'all so I can break this shit down. You got so a nephew, right? Understand. Hey, follow Vivo. me on Twitch. You got, you got a nephew, right, Vivo? His PER part. His PER is younger than your nephew. That's, <laughs> what's up? That's, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> Vivo, I mean, I'm not saying Draymond is, is bad. I'm, well, yes, I kind of am. But Draymond is contributing. He is. But he's not the Draymond of old. I'm oh, no. I didn't, I didn't say, say that. I didn't say he's the Draymond of old. I didn't so say he's amazing defensively. I didn't say I. So what are you? Well, saying? all of this is cute, but what? Let's get to what he said. 
Well, he yeah, he's basically called out the NBA. He's basically saying it's unfair to limit Dream, uh, Andre Drummond's uh, minutes as the organization transitions to Jared Allen. He's basically talking about how come every time when players come out and try to make things happen and, and, and control their destiny, their careers, they get vilified. But the organization does this shit all the time, tossing players around, trading players around without any explanation or rhyme or reason. And we just celebrate that as good business. So he's saying that the NBA media that does the the vilifying of NBA players don't do the same when it comes to the owners the or owners. the or the right. team. Huh. Um. I mean, I think it depends on how they try to get out. And I don't but know if he's talking he about. He brought up Mark. the point though, Ken. It shouldn't matter how I try to get out. It does matter. Yeah, it should. That's business, bro. If he's talking about James Harden. But before James Harden's shit went public and James Harden was aloof on the basketball court, James Harden was trying to facilitate that shit behind closed doors. Yeah, but you don't have to act like a damn monkey when the shit don't go right. You can't say that, Ken. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got two more. All right. Strike, yeah. Hey, strike that one. <laughs> but Ken, so you telling me that if I'm trying to... okay. Let's take it even further. Paul George, when he was in Indiana, two seasons prior to it becoming known to, to, to the public, he was already insinuating and asking for those trades. Okay. And look at what how Indiana treated him. Yes, it got to a boiling point, but I don't see any... There's, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing with Andre Drummond. He's talking like they're, that they're doing something wrong. Because it's not consistent. How, all they did was say, we're going to sit the Negro until we can so, trade so, him. So, so, so then how come Houston didn't take the same approach to James Harden? If James Harden comes to you and you're, my, and you're Daryl Moore or whoever the hell the GM is now, it says, you know what? I don't feel like I can win with this roster. Yes. I because, they're, because, because they're two different franchises and they don't have to handle their business the same way. But, but none of them handled it the same way, though, Shelton. And that's the problem. When the franchise wants to trade you, they're going to sit you down. They're going to put they're going to do whatever they want. And then they don't want you to say anything. Right. Or else you're deemed unprofessional. But if I'm trying to handle it professionally as a player behind closed doors, but then nothing happens and you you force my hand as a player to make it public. Prime example, prime example. And it didn't get public, but it was super messed up how they treated this guy. DeMar DeRozan. OK, he that was foul. Super foul. I thought they got they got vilified for that though, didn't they? Who? who? I think the NBA media, media criticized them for telling him one thing and doing for another. two days, and that was a wrap. But uh, it happened. But 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 what's his name? Uh, Masai Ujiri was not vilified to the same extent that James Harden was because because the because he got a title. If James Harden yeah, he won a title, a championship. But he, but he didn't get a title before. DeRozan. Trading the rose. No, no, no. He was Masai. The things about this was first of all, Masai is a black GM. That's something. And the second thing was, so you pacified him because you're a black GM. No, no, no. Because you wanted to play it out. You didn't want to criticize. I don't. Th- I, he got criticized for doing it, but at the same time, no, no, no. We wanted, we no, wanted no, no, to see no, no. that shit it, play it, out. It, it, but the fact of the matter is not the fact that he did it. It's how he did it. It's how he. The more the rose has been the staple of that organization since. Since Vince Carter, he lied to him. He lied to him. Okay, and that's a major problem. And they got criticized for that, though, for two days. But the criticism happened. James, he's acting like this shit don't happen. Uh, you saying it's it not to the same extent? Often. 
It well, doesn't happen often, this is, Ken. This is what he said about the James Harden situation. He said, because James Harden asked for a trade and eventually and essentially got dogged for it, no one's going to fight back that James Harden was dogging in his last days in Houston, but he was castrated for wanting to go to a different team. Everybody destroyed that man, and yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy, and then that guy has to go sit and if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer. That is, that's, that's, he, he, he's playing loose with the facts. He's playing loose with the facts. Now, I understand FIFO, he tried to handle it behind the scenes and then it got messy. But the fact of the matter is James Harden is responsible for the way that people talked about James Harden. The man out in the goddamn club and shit, the man giving half effort, you know, doing all his other stuff. It's like, of course they're going to criticize him because he's the one that we see him showing out. Right. What are people supposed to say? They don't see the organization or the business owners acting foolish. So, 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 so this is the issue. If James Harden, right, asked for a trade as the GM, why didn't why didn't you say why didn't you take this road? You know what, James? We feel we understand how you feel. Stay at home. Continue to you know be ready, and we're gonna trade you as soon as we can. Because, because, people, because, 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 why? because business don't work like that. Bro. Business I, that works means, that if I tell you I want to trade you, that you get to sit on the on, on the no. Nah, but, sh- but let me say this. Let me say this about that situation. In my opinion, a they were hoping that they could talk him out of it. So you're not gonna if you're saying at first because at first they were saying they weren't gonna trade him. So in in that case, similar to how Houston is treating Deshaun Watson, they wouldn't sit him because their plan was not to trade James Harden. Also. Because you know you're going to trade him. I mean, even when you decide to trade him, you sit him down, that lowers your offers you're going to get because they know you're trying to get rid of him at this point. So they're going to sit back. So you let that man play it out and you take the best offer and you get him out of there. That's what you do. And that's what they did. Nah, nah. So, so, this, so, this, so this is why I disagree with you, Shelter. I think with superstar NBA players that want out, you're, they're not devaluing themselves by sitting. They're not devaluing themselves by sitting. We know what AD was. If he would have sat that whole year, we know what AD was and everybody would have gave But did he get criticized? AD? Yeah. Yes. He got fined by the Pelicans for 100000 Fine. Did he get criticized? Yes. By who? By the media. He did get criticized. For one uh, out of uh, out of Yes. Media. He got criticized towards the end because of the way, he did. Did, the way he did it. I don't remember that. But, but people... I'm not saying they're losing their value as far as them as a player. I'm saying they're losing their trade value for the team because they know you plan to trade them. So why would I give you more knowing that you're going to get rid of them anyway? I, there's no reason for me to up my ante if but, I but, know but you're going to get rid of them. But with a James Harden situation with three years left on his contract, it is what this is James Harden. We know what the product is. You're going to have to come off of some things and, to make it work. And that's why my two things were. For one, the difference between James Harden's situation and Andre Drummond is that James Harden sells tickets, bro. He mm-hmm. is the face of the franchise. You are not that. letting that shit walk out the door but, because you don't have shit else coming in. And number two, like you said, he had three years left on his deal. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to do anything. And number three, nobody paying tickets to go see Andre Drummond. Grab no, 100%, 100%. But let me ask you this. It... If your star player says, I refuse to continue to play for your franchise as an owner or and or GM, the only option you have is to trade that player. That's the only option. There's no salvaging it. Right. And, and, and the reason why in terms of context. Right. Let's look at the tumultuousness of the Houston Rockets in the playoffs. 
right? James Harden is now labeled not clutch. He shrinks. They, they have not had tremendous playoff success because they've mm-hmm. had playoff success. They made it to the Western Conference. They, they made it past the first round multiple times under James Harden's watch, but they never got to the big dance, mm-hmm. right? So there's a lot that comes with that. And almost every other year, they've tweaked the roster in a major way. And it has not worked. James Harden is done with it. Also, I don't know. Did y'all listen to the interview he had where he was talking about how stressful it was to have to score 40 to even be competitive? Bruh, this is I, I, you want, bruh, You need a violin for this damn soliloquy you're trying to say, bro. <laughs> I don't give a damn about, bro. What you the fuck? for that shit? Because now, now he's like, well, he, he, since we've been playing Madden, I've been on the GM side. <laughs> Man. <laughs> This you just described the ideal situation any superstar want to be in, where your franchise is doing whatever it can, whatever it takes to build a roster around you for five consecutive years. You just said it yourself. No other franchise in that five year span has retooled their roster around any superstar like the Rockets did. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. And because of that, at the end of the day, because he didn't win, mm-hmm. that he didn't make those shots. He's mm-hmm. now saying, "I'm tired of y'all. Now I'm going." Uh, be eaten and get built like Dr. Eggman and I'm not going to play any games and shit and talk shit about my te- the new teammates that are still um, valuable and can compete. But you know what? If you would have just been professional and handled my trade request behind closed doors, I wouldn't have done none of that. Well, one, it would have been handled behind closed doors. Two, and, I didn't see him complaining when he said he should have been the MVP when he lost the MVP that year. And also, I didn't you, see him complaining you, when if, he won the MVP either. If you want to control your destiny, LeBron James has showed you the blueprint. You signed two-year deals with one out the, uh, opt out after that first one. But you Go know ahead. what? Okay. Don't sign, don't sign okay. for all that money so, and so, that long-term deal okay. if you're really not trying to be there for a while. No, one, 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 100% on the contract thing, right? I get you, right? LeBron has set the blueprint for that. Um, however, everybody's not LeBron in terms of the indestructibility that LeBron has had throughout his career, right? So LeBron can take that risk for him. When KD did it, what happened? The man tore a whole Achilles. But he's KD, which is why he still got the bread. He's KD. Outside of those two... Any major injury to any other superstar, not name those two guys, is going to devalue your marketplace. What about Russell Westbrook? Did he not get? Did he not get another deal after he uh, had his injuries? But but he didn't have a major injury. It's all meniscus type stuff. That's not a major. Either injury. way, uh, what's his name again? Okay, so wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Uh, let, let me give you somebody else. Let me give let me give y'all another example. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler got killed in the media. For what? Killed. From Minnesota? From Minnesota and from Philly. Yeah. He did. Killed in the media. Yeah, he got killed for Philly. But uh, he, 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 has a, he got more he got more killed for Minnesota than he got. Well, for he was Philly. doing Minnesota, some crazy shit in Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Whoa, whoa. See, see what them what them bums look you like now? You you saying that he was wrong? But Minnesota Jimmy was not wrong in two different we're places was in the same about year. Tactics, FIFO. Yeah, How you handle your business? What you say? What, what you got, Shelton? Marty McFly in the chat. What's up, Marty? I, I said this earlier. I was going to say something for Marty. He said it's simply easier to criticize the stars because they're the ones people care about. You know, they're the ones in the forefront. And nobody's clicking on stories about a GM or owner. I agree with that as well. That's that's really your biggest thing about it. These are the faces, the franchises. So when they want to move and they're doing it publicly, they're going to be scrutinized heavier. 
they're going to be criticized more behind the scenes in business and how it's done. That's regular. That's 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 normal life. So I don't think that I I, I think that it's, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And for me, that's how I look at it. I look at it like if, if you know, you work a job, right? If they decide to fire you tomorrow, especially in a state like Georgia's right to work state, they can do it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no you you you. It, it ain't nothing else to be said about that. These guys have jobs, so I, I just I just can't get with it on the level that he's talking about. Yeah, it, yeah, you got to sit down, but you're getting paid to sit down. So to me, I don't that's really. But, but, my, my, but, but I don't think that's, I got a theory. About I, that. I don't think it, it has anything to do with the money aspect. I think it all has to do with streamlining how we interpret and process trade requests, right? Because if the organization wants to initiate a trade, we want you to not to diminish your value. We don't want you to get hurt. We don't want anything to Mm -hmm. happen. You could either go home or sit on the bench. Personally, I think they should all go home. If you're not, if you're no longer part of our future, go home. We'll find you a destination. That's a slippery slope. That's a Why is that a slippery slope? Because if motherfuckers just not happy, they're just going to be like, they're going to be like, fuck it. I want it. But not everybody has the, 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 the type of power to push an organization. But we don't give a fuck about the motherfuckers. We talking about the stars. Of course, some random bench player Mm -hmm. did this shit. He's cut. Mm -hmm. But if it, but we're talking about the stars and for me, it's just more about if you're signing a big long-term deal, you also have to be, have that wherewithal and not be naive and be like, all right, if I'm going to ask for a trade, let's say a five-year deal, if I'm going to ask for a trade in the second Mm -hmm. year, it most likely probably ain't going to happen unless shit just aligns together. Okay. So, 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 you know what I'm saying? Let's drink a little bit, Nick. Because you, you well, like how that. much drinking we got to do? Because we got some more topics to hit. We do, but but I, but but this this striking a nerve with y'all motherfuckers on this damn stage because y'all y'all look Shelton too. Look yo 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 fifty win Washington Wizards right pending. <laughs> <laughs> yo, we missed the next two years, people. Huh? We missed the next two years. Oh, in the next, maybe three. Maybe it may take them three to win 50 games. There's a surge coming. Basketball's a game of runs, right? (laughs) That's a hell of a run. But look, Bradley Beal does not have to say anything about being traded. That man's body language and facial expressions, every time he hits that bench, says it all for me. If he came to management behind closed doors and we haven't heard anything and says, please trade me. Maybe they still want him to play, but we haven't heard anything. Let's just say right around the All-Star break, he gets traded. Isn't that the professional way to handle it? Is no media, me, the GM and owner, and the star player that's unhappy. The only reason why we even sell merch or people even tune in to watch us is because of this guy. If this guy says he's unhappy, he does not want to play, as a, as 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 a business owner, you got to cut that tie because if you keep that tie, it's gonna hurt your bottom line. I just feel like it's that's a very simplistic way of looking at it how it play out. It is, and it's not it's not realistic. Um, when you look at most franchises, if, if you look at the Hawks, for example, being here, when they advertise and show their tickets and stuff, they have certain faces on that that one hundred. They used to anyway. Well, they got Trey Young. They're not going to get rid of Trey because he says he wants to go right. They're, they're just not going to do it. Otherwise, nobody's coming to the game. They're going to lose money on the bottom line. They're going to lose jersey sales. They're going to lose everything else. You're not letting these big big names go just because they say they want to go. 
It's just but not going to work that way if you're but, under but, contract. But Shelton, but 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 context, right? Trey Young is still on a rookie deal. He hasn't even really truly established himself in the league yet. You're, he's not truly like a superstar. He he's borderline all star. He may want all star team in the first two or three years in his career. He's on the on the trajectory. But once to Nick's point, once you re-sign that deal, right? Like once you decide to commit to an organization a couple of years in, and the prime example is Deshaun Watson. Deshaun just signed last year, and this is football, and they're going to have to trade him because at the end of the day, every player, every star player, let me, let me clarify, every star player is the one with leverage. They're the ones with the leverage. If Deshaun says, I will never, and he hasn't publicly said it, but we can feel it. If he comes out and says, I will never play another snap for the Houston Texans, what are they going to do? They have to trade him. The Texans don't have the leverage. The contract is not the leverage. The money's not the leverage. I, I, I do just, agree. Go ahead, Sheldon. No, I was just going to say, I, I, I see what you're saying, and I wish it was that way because I'm on the player's side. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think if I'm a business owner, I'm going to listen to players telling me that they got to go. Because like you said, these are stars. But but who's winning? But who's winning? If you look at all of these situations, the players always win because the players are the commodity, not the franchise. So something's got to give and something's going to give. I believe they're going to figure out a way in this next CBA to to stop that from happening because they don't want that to happen. They don't want to lose control. 100% 100% Shelton, but you know what? Everything that they've done, when you look at all of the contracts, how, the verbiage and the language and how they sign deals, being able to go over your salary, I'm talking basketball, being able to go over your salary cap to maintain players, bird rights, rookie deals, a, a, a super max, rose extension. All of these things are to keep the players that you draft onto your team. But at the end of the day, if that star player is not happy, regardless of how many years of money he has on that contract, he is the commodity. If he says, I'm not playing and I'm willing to sit out, what are you going to do? I'll, I'll say this. I think that I think that FIFA, what you're saying is 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 essentially how good business should be done. But that, the reason I think me and Sean are agreeing on is that that's just not how shit gets done in reality of shit. There's always complexities. There's always context. But I will say this going back to Draymond Green before we move on to our next topic. I feel like it's very... Ken, you brought up the point, like, why is he saying this about Andre Drummond, about mm-hmm. people? I think Draymond is getting ahead of his own narrative, because <laughs> I feel like Golden State is getting ready to trade his ass, and he's like, look, I just, hey, I, hey. I spent some blood, sweat, and tears hey. for this franchise, and y'all motherfuckers <laughs> throw me out like trash. Like we, got, we got Oop right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, see what I mean? Uber called him an Uber. All right, <laughs> he ready to get his ass out of Golden State. Oh no, I think Nick owned or something. I'm just saying he getting ready. He getting ahead of his own. He he talking about somebody else that he really don't give a fuck about. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm, he's I'm, basically saying this. I'm gonna have to do this show yeah. for him, bro. <laughs> I can't. I can't come in pressure. Boy, y'all fucking crazy. Because it's 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 weird when a nigga who's on his last day trying to lean on something. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have to get him a cane. But just like uh, Tigolo and Dragon Knight 49 pointed out, they did uh, kill Ainge for trading IT. Mm. Yeah, that was just, that was just a that, lot. That was yeah. a lot of foul. Yeah, that was one of the foul. Hey, but shit. listen, let me ask y'all something though. Is, is the argument really with the owners that's having a problem? Or is it the media? When the players act out, is it the owners that's tripping? Or is it the media 
that Draymond should have the issue with because ain't nobody listening to what no owner's saying. Ain't no owner's really coming out saying, saying you know, this. Huh? Say it again. The owner, the owner. Keep, keep going. No, no, no. You know how the owners talk through to me. Through, through Adrian Wojnarowski, through um, Zach Lowe, through all of the people that report. Oh, this person, XYZ. Where, where, where the hell that come from? Where that come from? Come on. They all, it all comes down from the top. What's going on, B? Um, I want to look like you got some smooth lotion on, brother. <laughs> Who, me? Like, yeah, you look all moisturized and stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Hey, look, man, my look, man, I keep my skin right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, keep, I, I gotta stay looking good when I'm on camera. Hey, B right? said Valentine's Day may be a day for y'all, but it's a lifestyle for me, boy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta keep the young man special going on. You know what I'm saying? This is this is this is this is not no special occasion. This is this is a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? B, I wanted to get your uh thoughts on AD's uh recent injury and what the Lakers should do moving forward with that situation. First, and before you go, B, y'all. first of all, y'all funny as hell in the chat with this Ken's <laughs> iPad and FIFA. Oh, Ken's iPad. <laughs> Bruh, y'all on some <laughs> Y'all wilding. Go ahead, B. <laughs> yeah, we was, we was wilding in that thing, man. Um, AD's injury, yeah. Um, I said it in the chat, in, the, in our group thread. I think AD should pretty much be out for at least eight weeks, uh, two months. Because uh, when you're dealing with, they say what a calf, but I think it could be, I think it's something more serious than what they saying. But um, if anything, uh, even let AD be out for the remainder of the season. I don't know, man. I, you know, we've we've always had our trust issues when it came to AD uh, health-wise. Because, you know, we was worried even last year, like, is he going to hold up throughout the whole playoffs? But he he got through. But, um, yeah, I just think he just needs to just sit it out. I don't know. I don't think they should trade. You think y'all should trade him? Did y'all sp- y'all spoke. No, 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 hell no. That was another. Oh, okay. Topic. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But no, I just think <laughs> I I think the Lakers should just let him sit as long as he need to sit. If it, if it means until playoffs start, let him come when playoffs start. Because I think I mean I think with the the way they the way they've been playing now and the way that team is constructed, I think they can serve. They can still remain in that one, two, or three seed in the West for the remainder, even without AD. The way shit, the way LeBron playing, yeah, I think they can definitely stay stay afloat in the West and at least be guaranteed a, a, a home court advantage in the first round. So, yeah, man, they, they, they good without AD right now. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, B. I, I think that him playing at, you know, I keep thinking about KD and, and, and I see that in my head when I, mm-hmm. when I saw mm-hmm. the calf thing, because all I can remember is seeing that leg pop, you know, that, that, yep. um, Tendon pop, and that that just was a scary don't thing. Don't play with that, man. Don't yeah. play with that. And you just saw what rush. I don't even know whose idea it was to bring him back so soon this last time, because I thought he was going to be out a little longer than he was this this last time. And it just it, it it's time to sit him down and just just get it because they're gonna need him. They're gonna need him for a playoff run. I mean, it'd be nice to stay in, you know stay close to the top in the West, but that's not as important as you know um, his health. Because if he goes down, you ain't got no shot, no way. So you you might as well get him. And I saw yeah, I was looking yeah, at it earlier. Yeah. You know, and if you meet the Clippers, it's like playing a home game anyway. Mm-hmm. And with there being no fans in the stands, you know that the home court advantage is important, but it's not that important at all. So right, get the man healthy and get him back. Yeah, that's all. Just get him healthy. Like I said, if it, if it means sit out for the remainder of the regular season, 
Because you need AD. If AD is not in there for the playoffs, yeah, I don't don't see Lakers repeating. But here's the thing, too, B. Like, I I don't think he can have too much of a layoff because you know how basketball is about rhythm. If he comes back right before the playoffs, that first round, that's a gimme. Yeah, he can can get a rhythm in the first round. Yeah, I I think he needs to come a week or two before the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, okay. That still address the season, though. You know what I'm saying? That's eight weeks. But I'm just saying he needs to play part of the I get end you. of the season. Yeah, I see what you yeah, yeah. I see what you're but, saying, people. Yeah. yeah here's my question. If it's weak, like will that be enough time these two to three weeks, give it enough time, or however long, even if it's eight, for it to strengthen up the security? Eight, eight weeks I think it's more inflammation than it is anything else. Okay. So I think that once the inflammation goes down, the threat of injury is nowhere near as severe. So that's really the big thing. It's, it's inflamed at the moment. So it's going to take about two to four weeks for the inflammation to heal. The, the other four weeks just to make sure. That's just putting some icing on the cake. But two to four yeah. weeks is what it's going to take for the inflammation to come out of the area. Yeah, he's he just not used to playing as long as he did last time. And normally he wasn't even making the play. Well, with the yeah. Lakers not, not having much rest, I can see mm-hmm. that, that not helping out either. Warm him up. Right. Um, but he he wasn't playing. He wasn't doing much of shit anyway this season. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's he wasn't. People, <laughs> I watched the games. He, he was every, he was, was half assing it, bro. He was, and, and everybody, y'all right. It's time for Kuzma to step up. It's time to really see. That's what I said. Whether Kuzma can can um fulfill his promise and and do what he was doing. If he can do what he was doing before, they'll at least be okay. That boy been balling. You ain't seen that boy? I was, yeah, he been, he, been, he been nice. Yeah, he, he should be nice all the time. That's what I'm saying. He, he was nice. <laughs> what happened? He got, he got the minutes. You'll see. Wow. Watch. Every time. Right. Every time he scores. Shout. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, can, he can hear me. He can hear me talking about him. Shout. <laughs> well, it's in the fourth quarter now, tonight, and he only got five points, so Come on, Coos. Where you, know, you at? He, he be he be <laughs> counting his. Come I know, on. man. I knew because I knew because, like I said, I was a see y'all y'all misinterpret me. I was a Kuzma fan, so don't sound to like watch it. his regression is painful. Regression, yes. The way he be getting getting those offensive rebounds, he had a block that was called a foul the other night. Man, y'all talking like you talking about a rookie player that's just coming into the league that do the little things. Oh, he does the little things that are special. Or you talking about a veteran that's hanging on? You talking about a guy in his prime that's supposed to be scoring twenty points a game? I don't care what team he's on. We we don't we haven't really seen the peak of Kuzma just yet. Maybe we we'll see that we'll see that moving forward with AD being out. But now nah, I don't. I think the best is yet to come. Um, I, I think so too. I think so too with another team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think that is Kuzma's best opportunity is it, to go to another team that views him as a top three guy on that on that roster because he, he's not gonna be that for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. No, nah, yeah, but do you but Shelton want him to be let me ask y'all before we go though did you think he was do you think he ever was a top three option for this team? Yes. But with the Lonzo version of the Lakers, not with the A D version of the Lakers, no. Because he was better but, than Lonzo. But with I mean but with A D with the A D version, did you not think that they were sliding him in to be the third person on that team? With no. LeBron and AD, uh, no, and I always said it. He, 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 his skill set doesn't fit with LeBron and AD. 
that was always the problem. He had he and, and he's shown it in spurts this season because I, I I'm with Ken still. I think that this is the best season that he's played with LeBron and AD. But um, he still needs to become a more consistent knockdown shooter because when you play with LeBron, LeBron needs shooters first and foremost, and guys that play defense. Kuzma's decent on the defensive side, um, but he needs to be more of a knockdown shooter. Look at what happened to Chris Bosh. Mm-hmm. Like he had to become a three-point corner specialist to be on the court with LeBron. And people thought Chris Bosh couldn't play anymore when he went to. It's just Miami. he was the one that had to adjust yeah, they, the most. They, they thought they so thought who, they thought Chris Bosh was done, and he wasn't. Yeah. Who was the third best player on that team last year? That because I can't even remember. Was it Danny Green? It was Rondo. Oh, I think it was Rondo in the playoffs. Yeah, Rondo in the playoffs. Danny Green. <laughs> That's, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you sound like his wife. What? <laughs> oh man! All right, um, or KCP, KCP at moments. I think it very go ahead. Yeah, you you be on PCP if you think that. <laughs> um, so <laughs> let's get on to our. Uh, well, before we get on to our top five underrated NBA players in the current league right now, um, let me give y'all my top five overrated since y'all did that. You know what I mean? Uh, you want oh, Nah, nah. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my list. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be real quick. Dialogue. Try to not get your list. <laughs> I got Andre Drummond, <laughs> Tobias Harris, Draymond Green, Demar Derozan, and Kevin Love. In no particular order. Those are just the five in the batch. I got like two or three of your same guys. Yeah. Tobias Harris, huh? Yeah. Hey, we gonna get, we keep going. Anybody think about that? Go on to the next. What you say, Nick? <laughs> I was going to say an honorable mention would be Zion Williamson. But uh, let's move mm. on to the top five underrated. Mm. <laughs> who, who was it? You that has Zion? Who I has have, Zion? I have Zion on there. Somebody has Zion. Zion. BD. Yeah. And I agree with oh. B. Yeah, I have Zion in this overrated. Yeah. I'm saying for number 14 in the West. Yeah. They got all that talent. That's been good. You know who we left off that's mm-hmm. overrated uh, that I wasn't even thinking about? Is DeMarcus Cousins overrated to y'all? He's been injured. Nah, because, of this. Yeah. because he's hurt. No. Nah. Nobody no. even. T- the only time I've heard Demarcus Cousin's name this season was just now. Okay. <laughs> Nobody talking about him like that. He's had a couple of good games, but that's it. We'll be back after this quick break. All right. Let's get to the top five underrated players in the NBA. Who want to start off? Shit, I'll do it then. Shit. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, is it Javante? Is it Javante Murray? Don't do it. Come on, man. Javante Murray. Javante Murray? Yeah. Oh, wait. Underrated. Under- my bad. Yeah, we're talking about underrated. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, nah, that's, uh, that's my guy. I like him. Jalen Brown. No, we, are we going we gonna to do one? We're going to go around. Yeah, we're going to go one at a time. We're going to go around. Oh, okay. My bad, my bad. All right. So, okay, who you got? Oh, my bad. All right, Sheldon, who you got? No, 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 no. We can't mess up the rotation, man. You know yeah. how it is. Uh, let me Oop. see. Yeah. <sighs> I got Zach Levine. Zach Levine. I had Zach Levine, too. That's yep. what's up. Um, so I guess uh, B, go next. Who, who, um, you, who, who you have? Um, yeah, I'm looking at my list now. Yeah, Zach Levine was actually my number he one. He has one? Okay. So, yeah. Zach Levine's on your list. Zach Levine is also on my list as well. Yeah, um, so, all of us say that. So, uh, so four. All mine's are guard. All mine's are actually guards. All mine's okay. are guards. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I know. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not about to go. Okay. I'm just saying. All mine's are guards. I had uh, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. 
Underrated. Mm. Underrated? Underrated. Yeah. <clears throat> he's not he, underrated. No, he's not underrated because he's oh, no, we, we, gonna get, we gonna get to it. Let's, let's get... That's kind, of, kind of how we did it, though. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, we, yeah. We kind of, If we had a, a, a thing to say, we adjusted at the moment. The reason why I'm not saying he's underrated is because he's getting all of the just do for his play this season. Which is why I think he yeah. overrated. <laughs> and I don't think he's overrated. I think he, I think he is accurately rated I don't, this season. I don't think people look at him as a top five shooting guard. Is he? I don't think I people. Would, I would say so five. this year. He's borderline. He's, I'll say like, like if you five. put him on the list. No, the numbers look good. So yeah. yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The back, the back off, off the top, off the top, you wanted to, you wanted to fight it. I did. Which means why he's on like, because uh. you can't name me five better shooting guards to do what he do. No, I'm just. Uh, well, no, I asked Izzy because who is the hell is putting him on his top five? Which is why I say he's overrated because I didn't think he's. He's. I don't think he's top five. Mm. All right, so so who you got? Yeah, we're gonna have to do that next. <laughs> the top uh, I, got Bam, I got Bam Bam. Underrated Bam bio? Why is he underrated to you? I don't think people I don't think people appreciate what Bam does on the court. I really do. I, I think I think uh I think what he does often goes unnoticed, uh, especially by a lot of casuals. But yeah, I, I think he's underrated, man. Yeah. What about you, Shelton? Um, my first one I got is Christian Wood. I think Christian Wood is having a really nice season and he's putting up 22 and 10 a game and and he's solid on the team that's surprisingly much better than we expected him to be. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I like like Christian. Christian Wood. Where, did, where, where where was he at before he got to Houston? Uh, And and, and don't (laughs) salt in the wound, Ken. Don't do it. BZ, who you got? I got a Shaw G Alexander from OKC. Bet, bet, bet. Yeah, because yeah. OKC's a lot better than I thought they would mm-hmm. be with losing CP. And, you know, they've been dealing and, with injuries and stuff, mm-hmm. too. And they still right there. He, he's going, he's flying under the radar. Yep. Um. So my second guy um, is another guy that Shelton had on the list as well. I had Christian Wood as well uh, for the, all the same reasons. Double-double guy on a team that nobody expected to be as good as they are. Um, so yeah. All right, who you got, Nick? Uh OG Ananobi. What? OG Ananobi. Underrated. Underrated. That dude he shouldn't be rated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he he shouldn't be rated. <laughs> yeah, man. OG. That's hilarious. Wow. Uh Jamal Murray, man. I mm. think I think Jamal Murray, I think Jamal here. Murray is underrated. I felt that way. And and a lot of people gave gave me a lot of flack, and then we saw what happened in the playoffs. And it's going; they're doing the same thing again. He's he's got off to a slow start. He and consistency has kind of been his thing this year. But I think people don't appreciate what this brother can do. This brother is a prime time in the moment player. He is. He proved that. Shelton, who you got? Uh, my number one. I'm gonna just put him out there, just in case y'all try to pick him. Malcolm Brogdon. Mm. Nobody picking Malcolm. Yeah, nobody Brogdon, picking him. Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> That's, is, he, is, he's on my list too. He's been very he's solid this year. And you you can't you can't knock the man. He's putting up numbers in every category, and he's playing good defense like he always does. He's he's just been playing a good game. This 50, 49. He's, he's, he's been very consistent this year. Yeah, yeah, he's fine under the radar. He's fine under the radar. So he was on B's list too. Um, hold on, I'm one second. Hold, hold on one second. I'm gonna come back, FIFO. 
I just want to tell the people in the chat, I'm taking down, I got your super chats. Y'all keep them coming, please. We'll, we'll get to those after this. Go ahead, FIFA. I'm sorry. All right. No, no, no problem. Um, I'm gonna go Dame Lillard. So do I. I, have I, had, Dame, I had Dame. Underrated. Underrated. underrated? Yes. You, know you know why? Yes. Underrated. Yes. yes has not been invited to a USA basketball team. Has been skipped over multiple times. All star nominations. And how many times has he gotten even a third place vote for MVP? And I give you one more. Shelton Pitt Luca over there, Dame. I, 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 I don't. Hey. That right there, that's just <laughs> bad management. What did you just say? Because it froze when you were talking to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason why I question it because it goes to my point of what I was saying about Steph Curry just last year. Though we were people were all saying Dame Lillard was the best point guard in the league. And remember what I was saying before the season start, Steph is gonna come back and remind folks. But I think I think before last, I mean, up to last season. People wouldn't underrate Dame Lillard. You know what I'm saying? I don't but, know, but, but B, I'm, I'm looking at his career. I'm not just looking at like the season. Like people, e- even now, right? Like Steph is getting more headlines than Dame. Mm-hmm. They only talking about Dame when he hit a Yeah, I wasn't looking at career. I was just looking just like as of now, currently. I'm, this I'm, season. Yeah. Even now. Even now, exactly. Even now, like Dame doesn't get the just do. And, and I'm not saying he don't get no do. It's, it's not yeah. like, don't nobody talk about him. We but would, he don't man, talk about Eric, enough. People was cheerleading this guy last year, man. Say it was, was they were prisoners of the moment, B, and I nah. don't disagree, but they were prisoners of the moment, bro. Mm-hmm. They're they not talking about him anymore, are they? They don't like talk that. about him when he hit a hit a winning shot. As a, and, and then you, and, and then the other the other thing too that the reason why I named them underrated when we think about deep three pointers, right? Mm-hmm. We think Steph Curry, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Steph Curry is the best natural God given shooter. Obviously, he worked on his craft, but you could tell that that was just instilled because his last name's Curry. Dane shoots from 30 and beyond at a higher percentage than anybody ever. Not just Steph Curry, ever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so to me, we don't, we don't give him, we give him the, the do and he gets the respect. He's finally getting the respect, but we don't talk about him the way he needs to be talked about. B, we've been talking, we've been pushing Dane for how many years on this program, bro? Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm pushing Dame since he was in college. I already, I already, I already knew. I don't think it's still. I don't think it's there yet. I mean, I he's a superstar in this league, though. You don't get superstar talk underrated. Mm. That's Carmelo. <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> oh my god! Hey, you know if I'm gonna mention Melo, I'm like I gotta mention a fellow New Yorker right now too. Well, there's only one Melo in the league that matters now. Chill out, bro. Yeah. No, don't make, me, don't make me move furniture on hey, the show. Hold on. There's only one mellow that put butts see, in the seats. See, there's see, only one mellow that people happen. paying to go watch now. That's it. There's only yes, one mellow people hey, paying. Hey, first of all, the same, it's the same attendance in Oregon as it is in North Carolina, Charlotte. No, <laughs> Ain't nobody not. paying more to see that nigga. No, okay. it's not. Hey, look, I, yeah, I was gonna say Melo Carmelo's having a good couple good games though lately. Yeah, it ain't just a couple. So no, don't be humble in my nigga stats. Five in a row. Five in a row. He's had. Five I'm going with um, underrated. Mm-hmm. Should be number one. Julius Randle. Julius Randle. I knew you was gonna have. I had him too, Nick. It gotta be no, the no, most underrated. Since coming into the league, if you want to talk about careers, been one of the most underrated young talent. It's funny looking at all the young players they gave up outside of Lonzo, the Lakers. You look at Brandon Ingram. Well, he got most improved player of the year. Mm-hmm. Really Julius Randle may even be a top three, top four MVP candidate, arguably. No. Hey, hey Nick, 
you you know what to to agree with you on part of that he's always been uh, a a nice player this year he finally put it together though to where it translates to wins and differences in games all before he was kind of like an empty stat guy he he could get some buckets and he can get a few rebounds but this year he's kind of like the captain of this ship and it's showing but he ain't done this before this year, he, so we can't he talk was, about he, it fast he said in a wait a minute but what's the next record though like are they mm. above 500 or below 500? They're below 500, I think. But that's not a winning team if you're below 500. They're better than expected. They're, they're, they are... They're a six seed. They're below 500. Six right six now. Seed. I mean, that's that's typical in the East, though. You can still you can still yeah. be six games under 500 and still make the playoffs. But see, the, yeah, and that's true. But for the Knicks, they're, they're further along than we thought they would be, including Nick. So he... <laughs> He's he's made a difference on this. On this team. Hey, hey, it's number orange and blue skies. That's all I see. <laughs> Yo, so so Ken, since Dame was on your list, Shelton, who's your next person? Um, hold on one second. Let me look. You'll have it ready if you had the Scully on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd, I'd already been ready. Um, Jordan Clarkson. I think Jordan Clarkson is playing ball this year. I mean, his. Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson. Yes. Jordan Clarkson has been a microwave for that team. He's the second leading scorer on, on the team with the best record in the league. And he's burning it up off the bench. He's going to be the sixth man of the year this year. And he's instant offense. He's um, Vinny Johnson for the Pistons back in the day. You hype, bro. You just, you just throwing names out there. That's because he put up 40 on his damn sixth the other day. <laughs> yeah, he did. Hey, man, hey, have you been watching this kid, though? He's always been able to kind of do that, but I don't. I don't know if like he's he's had the talent, but underrated. I think that's a he's, different category, bro. He's gonna be the sixth man, the, of the overachiever. Year. We should. That's what we should have. Yeah, he is an overachiever. Top that's five the, overachievers the in the NBA yeah. today. Hey, listen, we he's been doing it all year. It'd be overachiever if he was just barely doing it, or if he did it like the last five games, like Carmelo. He's been doing it. No, no, no. An overachiever can have multiple years. Keith Van Horn was an overachiever. Right. Cut his mic off. Cut his mic off. I'm tired of hearing. <laughs> he's underrated. The, the man is right. 40. All right. BZ, who you got next on your list? Um, I got uh Darian Fox. Darian Fox is another mm. player. I feel that's, I feel like that's he's kind of flying away. Even though Sacramento is not winning, but they're they're right there in that. You know that lower tier playoff team in the West, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll, and I've always liked this game too, man. Darren Fox, he's definitely improved as a passer. I feel like he his court vision has gotten better since he's became since he became a pro, opposed to him being a score first type of point guard in college. But um, yeah, I, I like Darren Fox, so that's that's another one I, I feel like that's kind of flying under the radar. Um, that's underrated. And BZ, you know, I I think part of the area of Fox maturation this season is the fact that the Pistons messed up and didn't get the right person. But that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. But Tyrese mm-hmm. Halliburton is really mm-hmm. allowing De'Arian to transition to that yeah. two guard to yep. play off the ball and just be in attack mode 100 percent of the time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah no, I, I definitely agree. De'Arian did take a step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, my next guy is Seth Curry. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good Seth good Curry. Um, it, it seems like every year he gets better. Um, mm-hmm. and and it seems like he's just now scratching the surface of comfortability because we look, he's never going to be a superstar. He's never going to be his brother, but he's the championship role player. Mm -hmm. He's a guy that 
uh, the NBA and NBA circles, they call a gravity guy. You can't leave him. Like, it doesn't matter what anybody... I know this shit sounds crazy. Uh, it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing in terms of penetrating the ball, shooting. If he's on the court, you got to guard him. And I think that he is a major reason as to why the Sixers are balling how they're balling because it allows that space that Ben Simmons doesn't give you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, But now you have the space to allow Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid to do what they does. So Seth Curry's on my list. So me with the last one? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I'm going to Atlanta's very own, John Collins. Mm, I think, I think, I honestly think they should, like, they should be doing more with him in this offense and allow him to be a little bit more free on defense just to be, I I feel like he's, he's, he's a gem that they're not really utilizing just yet, right? And I think the Trey Young, the whole show with that, I think that's kind of shadowing his impact on that team. Trey Young is a problem on that team. But that's all the conversation. Who's your last one? Uh, I'm going to go with CP3, man. Underrated? Yes. No, nah, he gets a lot of props for it. Nah, he man. I don't think people really appreciate and respect what this man has done in OKC and what this man is doing now in Phoenix. Phoenix, a team that has historically been bad for the last couple of years, and they made one change, and it's CP3, and they're barely even talking about him. I don't think people appreciate like his ability to win. When they talk about CP3, they talk about, oh, he's never been out whatever round or he hasn't won a championship and this, that, and the other. But now you're starting to really see CP3's impact on organizations and he's able to really just take anybody and turn them into a winning team. I don't think that's really being looked at and observed in the way that it should be. So I think people are underrating that aspect of what he's doing in this part of his career. I don't think so, though, Ken, because I think he got a lot of props for where OKC was. I think the OKC situation really opened their eyes to his value. And what he's doing now is just a continuation as to where they already viewed him at. So, so why nobody's talking about it? I think they were talking about it. I, I, that's all I hear is CP3. I don't think he, he's, I, not, I don't he's, he's not underrated. about the Suns than, than singling out CP3. And I even think Devin Booker is getting more headlines right now than CP3 is, he is as well. But 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 I think I think kind of sort of when you talk about the Suns organization, you're kind of sort of talking about CP3 because he is the difference as to he's why. The- they are number the last right. time I looked, they were number four in the West. Yeah, he's the S factor. He's the reason why. Yeah, I they agree. weren't doing this last year. Yeah, that's no, I, I agree, but I but I'm he ain't underrated. He's got his props though. Oh man. Yeah, he oh, ain't underrated. he ain't underrated, but he's a fucking superstar. You, you see him at every commercial. And Ken, and Ken, I, I know you I know you was like, yeah, because we know but I believe all five of us had when we did our uh top five PGs, yeah, each, you know, we all we, did. everybody has CP3 in the in the in their list. Like Nah, CP3 ain't, he ain't underrated. I, I don't think I, don't, I, I, I really do, don't. but now I, I would say maybe he's underappreciated. Like people don't appreciate him okay, as maybe. much. But I won't say he's underrated. Like people know, people, his peers, everyone knows CP3 is is God tier point guard. Like he's maybe underappreciated is better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe underappreciated. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. that's what I'm feeling. B. Yeah. I feel like you're doing my dude wrong. You, yeah, you feel like he's underappreciated, but he's definitely not underrated at all. Right, maybe Bradley Bill. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Shelton, who's your last guy? My last guy is, is is a tie between Tobias Harris and Gordon Hayward this year. They both, I think, they're solid contributors this year, 
And I don't think that they're getting the just due that they deserve for their team's success. You overlook them when we talk about Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, which we should talk about Joel Embiid, but Tobias Harris is the second leading scorer on that team. And he's doing what he's doing. He's supposed to do every night. He's going to get you 20, no matter what, he's going to get you 20 points. He'll get you seven rebounds every single night. It's not a night that he takes off. So that deserves more recognition than not. Same thing with Gordon Hayward. All the difference. How you going to have two? I'm sorry, man. It was, it was a tie. I'm sorry. That's cheating. Well, 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 if I had to pick one, I'm going to pick Tobias. You better pick Black. (laughs) (laughs) Beasy, who's your last guy? Uh, Like I said, all mine is guards, man. So uh, my last one is uh, Fred Van Fleet. Um, I was going to put him on my list. Another underrated guy. I think, I think, even back going back to when the Raptors won the championship, I, I, he hit he 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 came up big for them in a lot of buckets. And this this year, man, Van Fleet been locking fools up. He even like my guy, the guy I got in here in my list, and your boy uh, Shelton uh, Malcolm Brockton locked his ass up when I saw yeah. when I yeah, saw him did. play. Um, and I mean, he shot horrible and everything. Like he, I was like, yeah, Van Fleet definitely. His ability to guard bigger guards, I think people don't really notice that either. Like people don't give him props for that. The fact that he's so short and his, his ability to guard bigger guards. Um, and like I said, he's another one that's not afraid to take big shots. Like he he just definitely take big shots, especially during that Raptors career uh playoff run when they won championship and just even during his regular season, man, Van Fleet. So I think he's still flying. Even though he got the contract, he I think he got a big contract this past uh offseason, but I still, I still think no one mentions him, or he's kind of flies around. He's a solid point guard, man. Play plays on both sides of the ball very well. Guys like Van Vliet are the reason why you should never give up on your dreams, especially if you're an NBA um, potential mm-hmm. player. Because mm-hmm. you know, w- when you're a second round pick or even undrafted, you get to the bag a lot quicker than being that first uh, pick overall. So never give up on your dreams, especially if you could taste them and you can see them and they're tangible. Don't give up. Mm. Uh, my last person is, is a teammate of somebody on your list, Shelton. The Montes Sabonis. Mm. The yeah. Montes Sabonis. I really like him. Um, I think that Indiana team, they got to make some moves uh, because Miles Turner isn't what I thought he should have been. Um, and I think it is... It doesn't really hurt the Montes, but I but I also don't think it allows him to potentially evolve to a superstar. I don't think he's that. I'm not saying he's that. I'm not projecting that he's that. But super solid. And I think that the Montes is one of the few bigs that it don't matter what guard you play him with. It doesn't matter what system you play him with. He's going to be 15 and 12. Like That's he, a good pick. He's just going to be 50. He's going to be he's good. high basketball IQ. Gets it from his dad. Underrated passer. Mm-hmm. Very underrated. Um, But yeah, man, I, I, I don't think he gets enough just do. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Is that the only white guy that's made this? Everybody it is. is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's, hey, look, we're all about diversity and inclusion around here. <laughs> yep, all we need is one. <laughs> but we do like how they treated us. <laughs> the Rooney world. This is the injury rule over here. Right, right. Got to put one at least. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, we got some super chats, man. Let me go let me, ahead. Okay. Um, and y'all keep them coming, man. And we're not going to save them to the end next time because some people put in multiple ones. Um, we them boys, we appreciate you. Says, does Lloyd Pierce have any excuses? 
No. No. Absolutely not. No, he don't. I think he has a I think there's a personality conflict in that organization and I think the coach is the person that can fix that. And what John Collins expressed hasn't been fixed yet. Yep. And they've been going downhill ever since he said that. They need a Ty Lue job. Yep. They, they, they need a person to come in, uh, not necessarily be boisterous, but hold people accountable and, and really set the, the, the two young stars or the, the multiple young stars mm-hmm. on this roster in the right direction. Um, I think that just by looking, the, looking at them play on the court, Trey Young has too much freedom. Um, I, I think John Collins doesn't get the ball in enough situations that can take advantage of his athleticism and IQ and ball handling and decision-making. Um, I, I just don't think that the offense is really highlighting the abilities of the guys that they have. Because right. when you look at that roster, there's no other team in the league that has this many young potential stars. So that that's a problem. Yeah. And it's like he doesn't have a plan is what, what it looks like. It's like, what what is the plan in this game? I think the plan is too simplistic. I think that's what the issue is. The pick and roll. And that's it. And it, it, no, nah, man, there's too many other there's too many mm-hmm. other seasonings on this damn table and ingredients for you not to you know. Hey, does this go with that? Right. Does that go with this? Like it, it just it's too simplistic for what they got. What's the next that's one? Uh, Aldrin J said, "De'Aaron Fox at the time we were picking, and and BZ got you with that De'Aaron Fox pick. So yeah, he was he was up there. Uh, Tigolo Kane, what's up, Tigolo?" Uh, Sabonis or Randall? Who's more underrated? Randall. Since they both were picked. Uh, Randall. It has I would to say, be Randall. We, I mean, we talking about this year. Yes, definitely Randall. Yeah, this this year it is Julius. He's more underrated because, yeah. because he's, doing, he's doing a lot more. Like, what Julius is doing this year, DeMontis has never done in his career. He reminds me, Julius Randall is playing like, I thought Draymond, you know, when he used to be doing it all from the assists to rebounds, even the points that Draymond didn't get, he was like a souped up Draymond is what he is. I think Randall is having a good year, but I'm, I think I'm going to lean towards the bonus because he's just been way more consistent. But Randall is having a better year numbers-wise and impact-wise, I think, what he's done. Yeah, I mean, Randall's definitely aiming for that most improved player award this year. Um, so I would, I, would just pro- I would probably say Randall, just the fact that he's just – yeah, he, he he balling. He's balling this year, man. He's really balling. But yeah, I, I'm kind of with Ken as well too, because he's but Sabonis definitely been uh, more consistent through through time. You know, what I'm saying and the fact that Indiana has been you know on that winning that winning side. Now, if Julius Randle would have been taking what he's been doing and translating that into wins and elevating the team, then we have a different discussion. But yeah, I, and I think Randle has has shown flashes. He sh- he's shown flashes in L.A. In L.A., yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always yeah, been did. a fan he of did. his he work. He's shown yeah. flashes yeah. In, in New Orleans, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, thing about, the thing about it, though, is for me, and the reason why I would say Randle is because he leads the team in multiple categories. Sabonis, uh, Malcolm Brogdon leads Indiana in multiple categories. So Sabonis is not up as high as the person. He has a person above him on that team. Julius Randle has no peers on the Knicks. It's yeah, him. The players aren't as good as him. I think Sabonis right. has better, um, probably a little bit more talent. Yeah. 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 There's more talent. Yeah and, yeah, and, yeah. and the Knicks have younger talent on that team. 
That's not developed, fully developed yet. And that's true, but he's he's carrying them. So in, in that case, to me, he's more underrated for that reason. He's having to do more. What's the and, next one? Uh, the next one is from Kalen McCord. Appreciate you, Kalen. Uh, CP3 carries his team every time he's on. Every, he carries his teams every time he's on them, which we mentioned yep. that too. From day and one. That is definitely true. He He's always carried his team. So CP3 will go down in history as that, as that guy for that reason. Hmm. I think he's rewriting his legacy. I think he was on the fence. I think rewriting? Or saving his legacy. Saving? I agree. I, 100%. He playing Captain Saving franchise? 100%. And, and, and what I mean by that is, is prior to what he's done in Okies, th- these are his titles. These are his yes. back-to-back rings. I this agree. is exactly what they are. Because he's showing, like when you have the, what, what was it, uh, in LA, what they call him? Cliff Lob Hall. City. Lob City. Oh. Lob <laughs> City. And you have all that talent. And then, you know, we know what happened there. Like people looked at CP3 as the failure. They were like, so now that now it may be looking at Doc, it may be looking at Blake, but CP CP was known as the guy who can to get to the finals. Right. That was his his thing. No rings, all that talent, no rings. Now, I think what he's doing in the with the last two teams, I think he's people are gonna look at him more as a winner now. So 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 this is the reason why I disagree with what you're saying, is only because Anywhere that CP has been from the moment that he stepped foot on the NBA for the New Orleans uh, Hornets, he was a winner. And every franchise has won because of him. If you take CP off that Clipper team, they still be the same old Clippers. Same old Clippers. They were a winning franchise when he was there. Mm -hmm. When he left, they became back to the bottom of the barrel. So they just pulled off this Kawhi Leonard and Paul George move. No, they went to the finals. They went to the playoffs without uh, the playoffs. I mean, I'm sorry. Okay, they, they had Doc a championship still, coach. Yeah, they had a championship I, coach. Okay, but 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 even though that they barely made it to the playoffs by the skin of their teeth, and then strip <laughs> them all the way down. Like they wasn't wasn't right. they like a high seat? They wasn't the yeah. AC, was they? They was the AC. I they know, played, but they had to strip them all down just to whoop them with the switch. He's just trying to make his point. Right. They wasn't shit without <laughs> no, CP. No, no. Look, look. At, at the end of the day, when you said rewrite, I I, I just took offense to that because. I think that you could have questioned a couple of stops and a couple of things that happened, but anybody that, that is a real fan about, and I'm not saying that you're not a real fan. I'm not saying He's that. saying that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm not I know saying you're not that. talking about that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. He said he was offended the by what you said. You. The general you. The general, everybody out here, the general you. <laughs> Watch basketball. You understand that CP is the ultimate leader not named LeBron James. Exactly. And... Yeah. I do, and I know that, and I'm fully aware of that as we all are on this this <laughs> team. And I know, uh, stop laughing. I, when I say what I'm saying, I'm talking about everybody else that don't see that. So, go ahead. No, 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 I was going to finish your point, but I was going to say, like, it goes to what I said earlier. What people can't do, they teach. He can't win a championship, so he teaches. He teaches all this motherfuckers. Is he is the one. <laughs> he teaches motherfuckers how to win. He like was you the said. one saying that shit, and now he sees a different CP3. We're like, oh damn, this dude really is the truth. He just won't win the title. <laughs> 
What's the next one, Shelton? <laughs> oh, man, Think about it. Life. Think about it. Wait a minute. Hold on. Remember, he was the one. Remember Harden got where CP3 went down? Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh, well, Harden could at least get one game. And Harden wasn't able to get one game. They were like, right. if CP3 wouldn't have got hurt, they would have won. He was the difference maker on that team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so if, if he never went to OKC, you, what do you think his legacy would have been? What Nick was saying, I think a lot of people would have been it. W- he would have been one of those guys where you bring up his name, and the first thing you hear is "Yeah, but he never won a title," and they would have brought up the Clippers, and that's it. It would have stopped there. You can convince people that he was a far better player than what they saw because they look at the results. Now, when you place him on a team like OKC and the Suns, nobody expects them to win, but they know what they were before he got there. So they can see the impact that he's had on the team, but they're not going to hold winning a ring, that standard, over his head the way they did in the past. Expectations. Correct. That was the last one so far. Nick. Y'all keep one. the Super Chats coming. Okay. Ooh. Y'all keep I the Super Chats show, coming and, and hit the like button. Yeah. Oh, oh, Special, special shout out, B. I wanted. I don't know if you wanted to elaborate on this because I'm not uh, as caught up as you because you've been talking to the chat. Serena Williams made it to the semifinals. Yeah, against uh, Naomi, man. They they playing oh. tomorrow. They playing tomorrow, man. The Aussie semifinals. Who you uh, got, B? I got Serena, man. I, I got I got Serena. Serena has she hasn't been having a lot of forced errors. She's been, but we seen her swing to play like this before. She she played flawless throughout the tournament, and then in the finals, she getting errors, unforced, like everything. So I hope, I hope she doesn't, you know, you know, switch up when she playing against Naomi because Naomi, they both like two and two. They last four times they play each other, they two and two. So it's, this is I'm, I'm in. I, I'm all in. I'm all in tomorrow night, man. Like y'all know, when I watch tennis, I only watch the the majors, the grand, the Aussie Opens, uh, um, Wimbledon. Uh, the French Open and the U.S. Open, like I, them, the them the ones I'm locking, loaded in, and watching, man. So I'm I'm excited to see. Hopefully, Serena can get her uh 24th 24th Grand Slam, dude. That's this woman became professional in 1995, dude. Like, and here it is, 2021, and she's still killing. It. If mm. that ain't if that ain't the goat, I don't know what is. I, I mean, let's be real. Speak on it. Uh, who you got, Shelton? This this a tough one, but I, but I'm thinking Serena too. But this this is gonna be tough. I can't wait to see it. I, I'm, he always I'm like, like to give himself that room for yeah. error. Say, look, I told I you it was gonna be tough, and she lost. <laughs> and if she wins, he said, look, I told y'all what we'll see. It. Hey, hey, that's a salesman in shelter right there. What? Oh, I didn't tell you that. Now I didn't tell you that. Yeah, he can't commit to a player like he can't commit uh, to a hat. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Uh, Naomi's gonna whoop that ass. Something tell me that's something Damn, that I feel you like think this so? is changing the you guard. You think so, Ken? Something tell me this is changing the guard. Man. And you know what? I'm cool with that. Like I said in the chat, I look, I fucked with Naomi, man. Like, I think, I think Naomi, man, she got game, man. I like the fact she that does, she, and she, she embraced, yeah, and she embraced her black side. She embraced her blackness, dude. I, I love once that. Once she did shit. that, once she did that, she took off. She Wait, took was, off. And she, she took and off. she was a rapper? <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she embraced yeah, the she black was, side quick. She switched over, man. Yeah, man. So, Look, man, I'm functioning. If if this is the pass of the guard, you know, I mean, Serena still, just, Naomi got a long way to go. She got a long but way she to ain't go. Gonna catch her. That's what but I'm saying. She, but this could be the pass. In the, I mean, I can see this being, I mean, because let's be real, Serena is at the, she, she's at the end of her career. I mean, I don't see Serena playing 
four or five more years. You know what I'm saying? I can definitely see her, you know, retiring pretty soon. You know what I'm saying? Especially if she wins, like, if she wins this one and maybe win, like, another one. If she wins this one and wins Wimbledon, I, yeah, I can definitely see her, hang, her hanging it up after this year because then that'll put her past Margaret Court. Like I'm just, time, I just, I hear what you're saying too, B, but at the same time, I'm gonna miss seeing her play. Boy, she looks so damn good in that boat. <laughs> hey, she is a beast on and off the court. Boy. <laughs> yeah, Naomi ain't pulling around as much as, as Serena is, so she can no. get her on that court a lot. A lot quicker. <laughs> she, 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 she on that peanut oil diet. <laughs> You talk about a you talk about a 14-year age difference because it was Naomi 23 and Serena's 39. So. Catching at the right time. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, we've seen yeah. what happened the last time that, that happened. The, the youngster against the veteran. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I, <laughs> Come on, it's I, Black I, History Month. It's Black History Month, so you can't bring up that. A good time, I, Nick. I such a good time. He got that MAGA hat on, <laughs> it's like, he, got the, he got the bill up high, so he can't tell. He was celebrating greatness and everything. Oh, just because, hey, just because the M, the G, and the A miss it, don't mean shit. Hey, we got another super chat. You just didn't have enough room. <laughs> it's custom made. Oh, man. Oh, it man. Was, uh, hey, we do got another super chat. Man, I, I'm pulling for Serena, but I, nah, man. I think we got another one. We got another yeah, one, Shelton? Yeah, from Arterio Stover. Stover. Arterio. What up, Arterio? I know this is an NFL question, but which team impressed y'all the most this past season? And which team disappointed you the most? Um, Give me one second to answer that. I think damn, every, every team in the playoffs that didn't step up to beat Brady. The team that disappointed me the most was the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started off really good. Russell was on an MVP trajectory, and then they crashed and burned hard uh, to the yeah. point where now Russell wasn't talking about trading me. Um, the team that I appreciated or I guess surprised me were the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Josh Allen took a major step up. Um, that team looks like it's going to be formidable. And it looks like in that conversation of Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, um, you know, the next young quarterbacks that are going to be challenging uh, for the throne, you can start throwing Josh Allen's name in that as well. Uh, For me, the most disappointed team was the Philadelphia Eagles, um, especially the way they ended their season, which was pretty bad, especially we couldn't, we could see possibly a potential star in the making with Jalen Hurts. Um, and they also fucked up the Giants' chances. A team that I was uh, impressed with the most is the Browns. I yeah. think that they, the way they turn, the fact that they won a playoff game before the Bengals fucking pisses me off. But at the same time, I, to see where they came from, Hugh Jackson, which was what, less than five years ago, to, to almost being into the uh, AFC title game, that's, that's, that's a huge improvement. The team that disappointed me the most was San Francisco. Um, yeah, injuries. From, yeah, that was understood. He said it don't matter. It right. don't. I mean, you had injuries, true indeed, but still, I just expect that team was loaded. I expected them to. Everybody who was loaded got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> the, the load they, was dropped off. Yeah. They the QB got hurt. 
the all the defensive players. players got hurt. But six six and ten was not where I expected them to be. It just wasn't where I expected that team to be. Um, the team that impressed me the most, I agree with you on that, was Cleveland. Um, they came out of nowhere and they had a they had a great season. Honorable mention goes to the Ravens for the for the most disappointing too. I'm going with the black man. I'm going with Tomlin. Disappointing or or what's the other part? Oh, not disappointing. No, uh, surprise. Or most. Disapp- the most disappointing team was the Bucks. Hey, look, follow me on Twitch. I'm about to go whip up on some people in Madden. I'm out. Oh I'm man, out. <laughs> he said it was the Bucks. You know, you know, you know, King gonna be coming in hot with that man. You know, he gonna come in hot with that. Y'all know better. Right, well. I don't know why y'all surprised. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's going to do it for us because I got to go uh, match up the play, too. So uh, follow me, KB Inch, on Twitch as well. And um, there will not oh, be a- Oh, oh, real quick, real quick. Wait. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I just, I just got to bring this up. And mm-hmm. Nick, man, I, Nick, I saw you get your ass whooped on YouTube, man. <laughs> Bro. Oh. You talking about the, the, the foreign game? He ain't talking about the foreign game. Nah. No, no, no. I'm talking about, talking about Ken. The one you uploaded Oh, you talking yeah, I'm talking about that one. B, we supposed to be celebrating each other. <laughs> we supposed to have our. We supposed hey, to be hey, our hey, brothers hey, in arms. Hey, hey, Nick, Are you I'm, our brothers keeper, B? Hey, Nick, I'm, I'm, ce- I'm celebrating another black man. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm celebrating another black man, man. He, 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 he. I hate you too, B. I hate you too. <laughs> no, that's all I wanted to say. That's all. I wanted. Oh man. Hey, before y'all, before y'all go, uh, leave the chat. Please do us a favor. And like and please share the show with somebody if you can. Uh, we're trying to grow these numbers and we can only do it with your help. So please share it with somebody next week and, and get them in with us. Ken, I wanted to have a show on Thursday if you can, because I think I got a guest. Uh we're recording Dead End Hip Hop stuff Thursday. Oh, Dead End Hip Hop Thursday? Yeah. Okay. Um can he can he do next Tuesday? I'ma try to see. I'll try to see. If not, uh, next Thursday is fine. Yeah, we were just taking this one off. Okay. Yep. So, um, but yeah, we're going to try to, I mean, the cast may fluctuate. We're going to try to keep these uh, two shows going a week. Um, not everybody is able to commit to two, but, um, you know, we, we're going we're gonna to try to make it do what they do with what we have. And, um, you know, continue to bring you guys uh, these weekly shows if you guys like them. But we need you guys to show that support. By liking and subscribing and sharing. So, um, and that's, yes. that tells us everything we need to know and watching. Yes. So, yes. I'm a numbers guy too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so. thank, hey, thank you, Ken's iPad and FIFO number one fan for keeping us entertained <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, I, hey, I kept, hey, I saw that in the chat. I'm like, yo, what, what's up with this? Like, this hey, is Ken's awesome. iPad was hilarious this whole time. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, that was funny. funny. <laughs> Hey, right. the we got Deshaun to Carolina. Deshaun to Carolina would be the awesome, the best thing in the world. I don't care who we have to trade to get him. Let's make it happen. You got to trade the franchise. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Christian McCaffrey can go. Anybody can go. We don't care. We don't need nobody. Just, just Deshaun. Cool. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next week, next Tuesday. We out. Peace. 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 Peace.